Welcome to the NRL Fantasy Podcast brought to you by DoorDash. My name is Chris Kennedy. Don Brock is with me as always in the virtual studio. We are here to talk through the round 20 team list. Don Brock, um, massive scoring round last week, but still a few little pieces of bad news floating around this week. Yeah, monster week, wasn't it? Uh, four guys getting the 100. So, um, yeah, huge scores, but there are some injuries once again this round, uh, as there always seems to be this season. It's a big week for fantasy, the last round in a lot of leagues before the uh, head-to-head finals begin next week. So um, very important if you're on the edge of the eight or um, battling for one of those top spots um, going into the final. So, yeah, bumper week once again. Starts off with the Roosters and the Eels on Thursday night. Uh, up there in Mackay, actually, should be a, a good one. Roosters can't cop a trick with the injuries, and nor can I when it comes to centres. Took a punt on uh, Billy Smith. He'd taken the spot ahead of Josh Morris. His base stats were good. He was nice and cheap. I just needed a scorer in that spot who wasn't too expensive. And, uh, well, didn't he go off injured for the rest of the season a few minutes into the game? He didn't last long, did he? Um what handful of minutes in the in the first half? So yes, one you have to trade out again, I guess. Um, Ikevalo also went um, in that game. So yeah, so many injuries for the Roosters this year. Um, fantasy wise, apart from that, I don't think a lot changes. Um, Tedesco had a really good game, eighty-eight points. Um, he's the main target. Angus Crichton, sixty-four, scored well as well. So they're the big guns, um, and just find another centre, I suppose, if you're one of those who picked up um, Smith. Those of us who are still sitting on Sam Beryls, he was forced to play 80. I'm pretty sure it was the first time uh, this season, so a reasonably handy score from him. I don't know if that's going to be the norm uh, going forward. Uh, almost certainly won't be without injuries with Lachlan Lamb uh, on the bench, but um, it was at least a handy score from him. Uh, Eels team, still no Mitch Moses. Uh, sounds like more of a just a pain tolerance issue with that crack in the, um, the, the spiny process, the transverse process in one of those vertebrae. So no major dramas for Mitch, we don't think, but... Um, um, I guess at this stage of the season, don't want to, um, you know, to, to ruin him. So uh, taking it um, carefully with him, which are a little bit frustrating for those of us who are desperately needing back in our fantasy teams, but the team um, otherwise some pretty handy scores. Yeah. So Papali 66, Madison 64, Reed Money 60, um, all good scores there. The, the uh, Mitch Moses thing. Yeah. So, do we have any indication at this stage whether he's likely next week or this just I'd be surprised if he week? doesn't play next week. Yeah, I think he, if it was a yeah. grand final this week, I think he would have played probably with a, a needle or two and, and get him through it. But, um, yeah, no sense sort of um, forcing him to play through severe pain or even niggling pain if he's um, you know, going to be pretty good next week, I think was the, uh, the theory. Yeah, fair enough. So I suppose still a hold for his owners this week unless you're really desperate for a win. And otherwise, yeah, the usual suspects, as I said. Um, Papali, probably another captaincy option this week, but there's a lot of good contenders this round. Absolutely. The second game of the round, the Warriors um, and the West Tigers uh, playing at Suncorp Stadium. Uh, Tigers fought valiantly against Manly for 50 or 60 minutes before really um, falling under an avalanche of turbo and DCE brilliance. Um, Lost a couple of forwards, Luke Garner, uh, Alex Seifarth, both out possibly for the rest of the the regular season. Um, So a few tweaks in the forward pack, cheapy Sean Bloor into the starting side. Uh, Moses Mbai back starting at centre. Junior Paonga has been missing uh, quite a few tackles. Um, so a few other tweaks around the bench uh, as well. Alex Twile comes back in. 
Yeah, so I think fantasy-wise, um, again, a few good scorers in this one. The consistent one at the moment is Adam Dewey, who got 72. He's been getting a lot of really good scores of late. Um, possible gun, uh, dual position, I believe, half or wing at fullback. So a bit of a left-field pod you could uh, look at. Otherwise, Sean Bloor into the starting team. Um, his base price, if this was early in the season, you'd be um, snapping up these kind of guys. But either way, if you're looking for a, a really cheap cash out, maybe he's a target, 228K, if you want to free up a lot of money to be able to yeah. bring in a Cherry Evans type or something if you haven't got much um, spare cash. Um, you know, he could be a, an option. What do you think? His scoring is, has not been good traditionally, but um, if you just need a, you know, 18th, 19th man, maybe he's an option. Yeah, pretty much just in that um, scenario, I think. Um, Warriors team, uh, another team that just can't cop a break uh, with injury. Uh, saw during the week Roger Tuobasashek, also Lisa Namau, both going home for different uh, sets of personal reasons. Um, on top of, you know, I think a couple of HIAs last week as well. Uh, Peter Hiku, they do get back from injury. He comes in uh, at 5'8 and as captain, which is a little bit of a, a turnaround. Cody Nikarima going back to the, uh, the bench. Um, in a fantasy sense, I mean, uh, Reese Walsh has sort of been the, the main shining light there. A pretty poor score from him, even though he scored a try. Um, had some uh, solid moments uh, between Adam Fenua Blake and uh, Matt Lodge. Both of those guys out, Lodge serving a one-game ban, and, and Fenua Blake with that pretty nasty graphic uh, finger injury. Probably not long-term for him, but certainly not in uh, this week. And Jazz Tavanga, who uh, a few people were looking at uh, last week, uh, not particularly exciting score, and now back to the bench as well for him. Youngster Taniela Otokolo starting at hooker. Yeah, a few little changes there. Um, I mean, big news on the RTS front, you know, in, in footy in general. But um, fantasy-wise, I guess Josh Curran's the one winner at the moment in that team. 59 on the weekend, yeah. got through a lot of tackles, despite, you know, a lot of that game was standing behind the goalposts as uh, South running the try. So um, he's looking very good. He was good value a few weeks ago. Otherwise, steer clear of just about everybody, even Reese Walsh. So 32 last week with a try. Um with all these players out, it's going to be – you can see him having a few quiet scores. They're going to, he's going to need try-scoring chances. I mean, he can get a 50 or 60 out of one or two big plays, but I wouldn't be surprised if he has a few more quiet games going forward. Certainly uh, would have to be a chance. Uh, second Friday game, the Broncos and the Cowboys, the Queensland Derby, the second uh, part of the Suncorp uh, doubleheader, as it turns out. Uh, Tom Flegler out a couple of weeks suspended. Keenan Palacia into the starting side. TC Rabadi back from that quad cork uh, onto the bench. Um, and uh, Danny Levi back. I'd sort of forgotten about him, but he's back into the uh, the 17 as well. What do you got fantasy-wise? Yeah, I forgot about him as well. I thought they were... Um running out of hookers, but uh, of course they had Danny Levi from earlier in the season. Fantasy-wise, Tyson Gamble's turned into a pretty reliable mid-50 scorer in the last five or six weeks, which is very handy That's for awesome. those of us who bought him as a cheapie a little while back. Um, Kobe Hetherington, who I think was my dasher of the week last week, got 48 uh, starting at lock, which is pretty decent for someone of his uh, price. And of course, Payne Haas um, has been a, a gun player for years. Uh, a lot of people snapped him up in the last few rounds and uh, 106 points. So he's one of the captaincy contenders once again this week. 
recently, I was absolutely kicking myself that I didn't captain uh, Payne Haas when I found out that uh, David Hafida was benched, but it turned out to only be about a, a three-point difference, uh, luckily. Um, the Dragons and the Rabbitohs kick off at Saturday footy uh, up in Rockhampton. Good to see uh, NRL at least making the best of a bad situation and getting out to some regional uh, venues. This Dragons team, I, it's pretty bizarre, Gus. Um, so they've got a few more players out suspended. Uh, Jack Bird is one of them who is fantasy relevant. Matt Dufty's already served his suspension but has been dropped with Tyrell Sloan preferred. Um, Corey Norman and Junior Amone are the centre pairing. Um, Jaden Sullivan's still in the halves. Uh, Tarek Sims has gone to lock after being pretty much purely an edge forward his entire career. Billy Burns, Tyrell Fumayono, the edge forwards. Um, Josh Kerr and Poasa Farmacili in the, the front row. There's, um, there's weird stuff happening everywhere. It's very strange. I guess, you know, if you want to experiment with some things, this is the time to do it when you've got a few suspensions and you're, you know, $9 outsiders to beat a Red Hot Rabbitohs team. May as well try some things. But, yeah, it, it raises a lot of questions. I guess uh, in terms of uh, fantasy for most people, Jack Bird being out, which was expected this week, um, is the big news. So you need a new centre um, if you do have Bird in your team. Uh, ben Hunt's been scoring well but could struggle if – um, the dra- dragons get um, you know smashed this week, and it's it's hard to see with all those changes them having much cohesion this week. So yeah, I'd probably steer clear of dragons players. I guess if you had to look for a new buy, what do you think? Mm. What about if you're in my situation and you're absolutely you've lost Billy Smith to a season-ending injury and Jack Bird for a single week, and you just need a scorer mm. for one game who's ideally cheap? Would you potentially gamble on Matt Fiennes? who averages, I think, high 50s after two games, but is no chance of hanging around past this week. I mean, no guarantee, yes. sorry, not no chance. No guarantee, yeah, he's got a chance. But, um, yeah, he's yeah. got two really good scores. The first one was 50, I think, from memory, with a try, and then that 62 points on the weekend, um, eight tackle breaks, no try, two line breaks. Yeah, Tyler no try. So it looks like a jet. He's hard to handle. Yeah. It's encouraging. It's just hard to know, you know, outside back rookie, you know, they're big underdogs in this game. You can easily see a, a low score, but he's capable of getting breaks and um, and tackle bus. So, yeah, if you just need him for one round, he's 322, so he frees up a fair bit of money. Um, you know, not the same kind of cash as a, you know, $230,000 player. So, I don't know. I, it's a risk, but at this time of the year, I suppose, if you just need a score and happy for someone else in a few weeks, you know, if you've got someone you can bring back in, if you're a Jack Bird owner, for instance, you know, Bird will be back next week. Um, I don't know. You're, you're considering it by the sound of things in your team? I'm considering it. I'm considering quite a few things, actually. I'm considering whether I wrangle my last couple of trades and salary cap in such a way that I can try and get Nathan Cleary back if he does indeed return, or do I just splurge the little bank I've been sitting on and just bring in Jesse Ramian for the rest of the year or someone like that? Yeah. The Cleary question's getting trickier and trickier. For a lot of us who sold him, um, even the ones, you know, I've had – um, I've got spare cash to bring him back when he does come back. I was hoping it was going to be this week, but um, that seemed unlikely for a while. And, you know, maybe even le- next week will be unlikely. But, um, yeah, this is the time where you start considering spending all that money on on players like, yeah, safe bets like Ramian or or gun halves like DCE or whichever other gun you haven't got. So, um, yeah, it's a really tricky week and a lot of these cheap guys are going to be tempting. So, yeah, it could be a, a 
last minute before lockout decision perhaps. Yeah, for sure. Um, before I talk about the South team, did I completely brush past the Cowboys team? You did, but it's probably forgivable at this stage. Am <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just trying to block out the fact that Jason Tamalolo was like my worst yeah. scorer last week? Yeah, what did he get? 32, 33 points. Back to the bad yeah, old days. Um, game time was still good. Played just under an hour and just didn't score any points. So... Yeah, I think those run of three or four 60s might just be a, a good patch and he might be up and down now for the rest of the season. It's frustrating. Hopefully the mid-30s is a one-off and he goes back to scoring 50s and 60s. Um, that's pretty much it for the Cowboys team, right? They've got one or two tweaks. Jake Granville's still I a fullback, so. apparently. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. No great South part. team. Um, they scored a lot of points um, against the Warriors last week, which had flow-on effects for a few of their guys. They get uh, Campbell Graham back from a head knock. Cam Murray's a big out for probably quite a few fantasy coaches. Uh, takes the one-game ban for a, uh, a crusher tackle. Yeah, so um, he's out, but yeah, as you say, a lot of monster scorers. Damian Cook got 100. Um, Latrell, 67. Uh, Murray, you mentioned, 61. So... Yeah, I mean, none of those guys are surprises. Uh, Cook has been a bit underwhelming this season, so good to see him get a big score. It's the kind of thing where, you know, this time of the year you often get um, big one-sided games where one team's bound for the finals, another team has nothing to play for, and you get um, big thrashings. But this season we've had thrashings all the way through the year, so you might end up with a lot of these games where teams like South rack up 50 points and kind of left-field players start scoring tries, like Tom Burgess got a double on the weekend, so he got a big score, so... You know, I guess if you're weighing up, um, you know, two players from different clubs, if you just do the simple thing and get the player from the better club, they might, you know, fluke one or two tries in a, in a big one-sided game like this. I wouldn't be surprised if Souths get a monster score again against the Dragons. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me either. Uh, Knights and the Raiders is the second Saturday game, also at Suncorp. Uh, Knights get Bradman Best back, which is pretty big news for them. Uh, David Clemmer also back after a, uh, a head knock. Um, still no Mitchell Pierce unless he uh, makes a, a late recovery and joins the team from the uh, the reserves list. Um, Fantasy-wise, Connor Watson's been a little bit of a shining light um, after talking about him being a sell a month or so ago. Uh, Kalen Ponga on track for a pretty good score at halftime, but didn't do a great deal in the second half uh, last week yeah Watson back in the starting side at lock and scoring very well 69 last week um, Ponga as you say he needs attacking players to score well and um, Newcastle's second half was pretty dire especially that last 20 minutes so um, all the attacking stats just dried up there so uh, yeah but he's capable of turning around uh, this week against the Canberra team it's been up and down they were good recently but um, you know potentially beatable um, in terms of buys I mean the other one, so Watson 69, Braley 58. If you've held both those two guys, I think you can continue holding for now. I don't know if you would buy anyone new apart from maybe Ponga uh, in this team. Bradman Best is a left field one. I don't know if he's still quite expensive. He's had a lot of injuries. I'd probably want to see him play two or three games before risking picking him up at this stage of the season. 
yeah, I think uh, you'd want to see some scores out of him and, and probably a few games injury-free. It's probably almost a little bit late in the year, I think, for uh, for Bradman. The Storm and the Panthers, um, a little bit unfortunate with this one. We've been talking about it for months with all the blowouts that we can't wait for these two top-of-the-table teams to, to go against each other and we'll see a real, uh, you know, hard-fought clash. But Panthers have just been wrecked uh, by injuries. We'll talk about their side in a minute, but Storm are quite the opposite. They get three Origin players back um, who were rested last week in, um, was it Kafu? Lucy, Munster and Finucane. Um Pappenhausen still on the bench. He's probably a bit of a talking point. He came on. Uh, Nico Hines went to 5'8 last week for Cooper Johns with Munster there. I don't know what the plan's going to be this week. Maybe it's just some job sharing at fullback. Could have flow on effects for uh, Nico Hines or maybe Munster gets an early mark. I'm not sure how they're going to play this one. Yeah, it's a tough one. Last week, it was reasonably predictable, I think, that um, Hines would stay on, Johns would go off when uh, Pappenhausen came on. But yeah, anything could happen. Um, it's kind of hard to see them playing. I mean, they could do it, obviously. They're going to you know, play well against most teams and probably against the injury hit Panthers side. But it's a bit awkward playing Munster, Hines and Pappenhausen, um, you know, all as kind of running 5'8 slash fullback types uh, at the same time. So, yeah, possibly time to jump off Hines, although he's also capable of those big 80-point games um, when they get a big win. So, I don't know. His break-even this week is 60. He's 740K, so still pretty valuable if you're looking to make a trade and getting a, a big gain, big gun in. A lot of other players have lost value. So, I don't know. You haven't got Hines. Would you be holding him if you did have him? Yeah, I'd be holding him this week. I think... Um, I mean, worst case, if you do hold him, is that he plays 40 minutes and Pappenhausen plays the second half at fullback or something like that. I can kind of see um, Pappenhausen either coming on and running at um, sort of that loose, you know, just roaming role that he had when he was first breaking into first grade or potentially yeah. Pappenhausen going to fullback and Hines doing exactly that. Um, you know, I think we saw Hines play some, um, some dummy half, didn't we, um, when they needed it? Uh, last week they don't really have um, uh, well, it's three forwards on the bench. Chris Lewis is a bit of a, a utility, but um, yeah, Pat I Hauser think they do have more. another. Yeah, Harry Grant though is also in the reserve, so that could also. Well, true. <laughs> you know, they've got a lot of could be a curly one fit, as well. So. Yeah, um, I don't know. It could be either way. As you say, he could play forty minutes and and get you twenty points, or he could do his usual thing against an injury hit team and score. 70 or 80 so uh yeah real tricky one for Heinz owners although he's been great so far so you can't really complain about that situation yeah I mean he's it looks like he's probably going to be a sell before the season is out so if you don't want the uncertainty and you want to jump off I wouldn't blame you but if I was holding and I was low on trades while he's still starting at fullback and scoring pretty well I'd be reluctant to uh to jump off too early um, anyway, the Penrith team um, absolutely uh, wrecked. The news today, Brian Toto out for probably the rest of the regular season with a syndesmosis injury. Tyrone May with a, a knee injury is, um, I mean, we don't like to delight in injuries, but it's probably good news for Burton owners. He does go back into the halves uh, at least this week until Cleary comes back uh, next week or the week after. Um, but yeah, you know, Robert Jennings called up on the the wing, they're missing James Fisher-Harris, who's gone back to Sydney for the birth of his child. They've got uh, Yappy Corrissau still suspended. Isaiah Yo sitting out uh, a week after the head knock last week. You know, Eisenhuth in the starting side, Liam Martin starting at prop. Isaac Tago gets another game on the bench. There's, um, you know, it's a, a very much weakened Penrith side. So I'm not saying they can't beat Melbourne, but, I, you know, probably not quite the, uh, the bell ringer we we're anticipating in that sense. 
Yeah, they're real underdogs for this one because of all those uh, all those outs. Um, I guess, yeah, the big talking point for fantasy one is that Cleary is not back, which is not a huge surprise. Um, the fact he's not in the 21, maybe hints that he could be struggling next week. I don't know if, you know, we're guessing at this stage. Yeah, I was actually yeah. on a Zoom. Uh, Penrith did a um, their, their media thing by a... Um, Zoom this week and we were talking to, to Dylan Edwards and sort of asked the question, this was before the team obviously came out, is, is Nathan Cleary a chance this week? And he very quickly said, oh, no chance for this week. He hasn't even started contact yet. He's been sort of running and building strength, but he hasn't done any contact. So the fact that, you know, Monday of round 20, he hasn't even started doing contact makes, you know, around 20, uh, sorry, round yeah, 21 game looking a, a little bit less likely. So, um, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me at all if Cleary misses uh, another week after this one. Which then leads to uh, Matt Burton. So, as you say, this is very good news that he's back in the halves for Burton owners. If you're someone who has, uh, you know, a Jack Bird or Tyron Peachy and they, they want to move off Peachy because he's been struggling or some other issue with the centres, is Burton uh, still a buy option this week, considering that as soon as Cleary's back, Burton will be bumped back to the centres? Given how badly he scored his last two games in the centres and the fact that he's likely to go back there sooner than later, I probably wouldn't be. I've got him and I'm relieved that he's in the halves this week, but I'm also contemplating the possible path to selling him or, or getting him out of my starting side if he is back in the centres anytime soon. So, yeah, I'd be reluctant to buy him just given what we know at the moment. Another option for the centres um, that I'll pivot back to because I think we missed the Raiders as well in the uh, Knights v Raiders chat is um, did uh, Jordan Rappiner. Jordan Rappiner, who's available in centres or uh, wing of fullback. Just double-checking, yes, he is. Uh, he scored 102 playing fullback on the weekend. Um, he's had a lot of criticism for his uh, play at fullback in the past when filling in, but he was great. He had heaps of tackle breaks and um, some big defensive plays as well. So scored 100. He was, I think, 470K-ish before that round started. He's now 550. But again, if you are looking for a centre this week, does he become an option? He looks like keeping that spot for at least a little while. Next few weeks, perhaps, uh, for Canberra, would you consider buying Jordan Rappiner as a dual position centre? Yeah, all over the shop this week. I've missed two teams. Um, yeah, Ruppin is an interesting one. He uh, busted a heap of tackles against the Eels. I think probably had a pretty good game all round. He um, had a couple of nervy moments, certainly in the, the first half, and has struggled uh, the last game or two I've seen him play at fullback. But he uh, actually had a reasonable all-round game, uh, not just in fantasy, but genuinely uh, playing fullback to, to help his team. Um, he hasn't really looked like doing that previously in his games at fullback uh, score-wise. He enjoyed a bit of extra space and he bumped out of plenty of tackles, a noted tackle breaker of years gone by, probably not so much um, the last year or two. I'd, I'd little, be a little bit worried about whether he's going to do that on any sort of uh, regular basis. Um, plus, they've got Bailey Simonson named in the um, the extended list as well, so maybe okay. he comes back and plays fullback in the next week or two as well. I think we're expecting him out to be to be out for a longer period, but um, Rappiner maybe only another game or so at fullback, so you might be buying him uh, more as a, you know, fully priced winger rather than a potentially underpriced gun fullback. Yep, good points. Fair enough. Anything else on that Raiders team before we move past it since I uh, skipped over it? Corey had a weird night, still scoring pretty well after a little bit of a sluggish run earlier in the season. Um, It's one of the main ones. Yeah, I think so. He's he's a gun, obviously, but um, yeah, nothing else new there. 
That takes us through to the Bulldogs and the Titans, uh, Sunday 2 p.m. up there on the Gold Coast. More changes for Canterbury. Uh, Kyle Flanagan comes back into the halves to partner Jay Cavarillo. Lachlan Lewis goes to the uh, the reserves list. Um, don't know if that necessarily helps or hinders Avarillo compared to playing with Lewis. You would think Flanagan takes potentially even more kicking duties off him. I don't know. I don't know. Lewis Gold does a lot of duties as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Possibly goal kicking. Um, yeah, it's still not ideal for him, but um, you know, we'll wait and see. I, again, if you've got Avrilo, I don't think you're selling him, but you just yeah would prefer him taking as many kicks as possible. Um, his scores have certainly dipped a little recently. Um, yeah, anything else? And that team, Luke Thompson, as you say, was going great. He's up at the judiciary tonight, so uh, either three match ban or potentially nothing. Um, so we'll find out about that Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. A monster score for him uh, on the weekend, really coming into his own uh, as an NRL player. Uh, This year, the Titans team, um, I touched on Fafita before. I was kicking myself when he was demoted to the bench on game day, and then he um, appeared to put the uh, the rocket under him that Justin Holbrook was hoping for because he uh, he went absolutely nuts once he got on the field. Yeah. Yeah. Whole roller coaster of emotions for Fafita owners. (laughs) I really was. And then just killing it as soon as he came on. So um, they have named him to start this week. I thought they were pretty adamant that they were, that Holbrook was going to play him off the bench again. They might just be naming him in the in the starting side, so he keeps the you know the jersey number, and he might come off the bench again before uh, kickoff. But uh, regardless, obviously, if he can do that, then then that's fine. You'll take a hundred off the bench, or you know, 60, 70, 80 um, off the bench with all those tackle breaks. It's not going to hurt him too bad. Um, the bigger question, I guess, is Tyrone Peachy. His um, scores have really dipped off recently. Um, basically, filling it at hooker, which has been, uh, which has always been bad for his fantasy scoring. So, we, I think we discussed him last week briefly. Is he a trade out? If you've got no other option, no other dramas in your team, injury wise, this week. Yeah, I think ideally the the fact that he's covering Hooker where he scores poorly and his minutes have really uh, decreased. I think he only got on with half an hour to go, didn't he, in the the game on the weekend? So, yeah, big concerns for me. If you're a a peachy owner, I'd be uh, looking to move him on. Yeah, um, that's pretty much it. Toby Sexton scored really well on the halves. I don't know how long he's staying there. AJ Brimson had a good game. He can be a bit hit and miss. Nothing Mm. else huge in that team, I don't think. I don't know if I'd guarantee that Sexton plays this week with Fogarty named in the uh, the reserves exactly. list, and uh, you'd yeah. think probably not next week. Certainly a huge future, but um, in terms of this year, I wouldn't be getting too invested in him. Uh, the Sharks and the Seagulls wrap up the round on Sunday afternoon uh, in Redcliffe. Uh, Sharks team, uh, Sean Johnson, who was in uh, quite a few teams, been scoring pretty well uh, out for, we think, probably most of the rest of the regular season. Huge blow for his fantasy owners. Um, still no Matt Moylan, so Braden Trindle and Connor Tracy are the um, the halves combination. Uh, Tolan back from suspension, so a few tweaks in the forward pack. Uh, yeah, um, and all that, does that lead to any real new fantasy buyers? We've talked about the four Sharks all year that they've only had one or two good scorers, and uh, Sean Johnson was one of them, so... Uh, Apart from um, just your Amian, very solid centre, probably stay clear. That pretty much covers it, yeah. I um I jumped on Braden Trindle a couple of weeks ago. It was the mm. I think it was the week after Origin when I panicked and I lost Moses and DCE in the late team list and was trying to jag a head to head win. And he's actually sort of 
he scored badly that week, but he's turned out okay now. He's sort of got 45. He's kicking goals. He got a try assist. Um, if someone did need a desperation cash down sort of 18th man, what do you reckon? Yeah, actually, and if Moylan does come into the team and play six, then, you know, Moylan himself hasn't been a great fantasy scorer this year, but he's been very good for his halves partners just because he doesn't kick. So, you know, Townsend early in the year did all the kicking and had great scores, Johnson as well. So uh, maybe if Trindle does all the kicking, he could be a, a real handy scorer for that price. So, yeah, not a bad option. Potentially, yeah. The uh, the Sea Eagles team, uh, just to finish off, um, not too many changes. They do have Curtis Sirinan uh, potentially playing his first game of the year from the bench. Um, Carl Lawton also has been playing a bit of back row on the uh, the, the bench list. So uh, possible flow-on uh, implications for Schuster and Ola Kowatu, who've um, both been pretty good this year and made plenty of cash for their fantasy owners. Um, otherwise, Turbo and DCE both absolutely outstanding once again last week. Yeah, Turbo score in the 80s, DC 119. It's his second big 100 of the season. Um, he's a very obvious alternative to Nathan Cleary right now. If you don't have him already, good captaincy option. You know, it's rare that players score 100, 100 uh, two weeks in a row, but um, he's capable of doing it. So, yeah, very good buy. He's not cheap at all, 928,000, but um, regardless, probably a good pickup. Um, would you recommend even people who are who have been hanging out waiting for Cleary to come back to consider going DCE instead? I mean, if, if yeah, Cleary's potentially not back if you are desperate weeks. for yeah, if you're desperate for wins in your um your head to head league or or something like that, and you can't afford to keep waiting for Cleary and you you have to do it this week, then um he's certainly the best of the rest in that spot. Yep. Got nothing else. It's all eight, uh, all eight games, all 16 at team list. Before we get on to questions, our DoorDash Dasher of the Week, uh, what do you got for us? Uh, yeah, so I think last week it was Hetherington for me. Um, he got 48, which is pretty good considering he was quite cheap this week. Um, I mentioned him earlier. Adam Dewey is only in 4.5% of teams, um, averaging in the 50s, but in the last few games averaging in the 70s. If you need an alternative to one of those really expensive halves like DCE, um, Dewey is uh, 600 grand, so that's um, more than 300 grand cheaper than Jerry Evans. Capable of getting scores, yeah, as I said, up in the 70s and, and above. So, uh, And also they're playing the Warriors this week, a very um, injury hit or, you know, weakened Warriors team with no RTS and uh, other players missing for a variety of reasons. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he had another big score this week. He has been killing it. I'll let you off the hook because you were on baby duty when I uh, opted for Dewey as my dasher a few weeks ago, but he uh, he lit up that round as well uh, against Brisbane. Uh, I will. I don't know if I'm just trying to talk myself into it, but I'll go for Matt Fiena uh, playing on the wing for the Dragons in about 2% of teams. Hopefully he can bust some more uh, tackles and rack up some more stats. Let's get stuck into some Twitter questions, of which there are many to get through. Uh, Pups was in nice and early. Is thinking about bringing in Rappiner for Matt Burton. Is that a sideways move? Um, also contemplating bringing in Tarpane, Joe Tarpane is a point of difference for Peachy. Um, to the first part, I think I would be not selling Burton this week just with him in the halves. Yeah, exactly. This could be Burton's, um, you know, potentially his one big score for the rest of the season. Um, you know, he could play halves the next two weeks. If Cleary doesn't come back next week, I wouldn't be selling him. And as you mentioned earlier, um, Rappiner could be back on the wing uh, pretty quick with Bailey Simonson in the reserves this week. So, uh, yes, I wouldn't make that trade 
And the second one, Tapani, had a good score, I think, in the 70s in the weekend, but he's been a bit hit and miss this season. Mm. I'm not sure if he's necessarily a buy either. I think just the number of changes Ricky Stewart makes to that forward pack. Um, Tarpany yeah. has been benched this week. He had a massive score off the bench um, not too long ago. Um, actually, I tell a lie. It wasn't a massive score. It was uh, a massive run meter tally, but not a massive score. It was 46 against Manly with 234 run meters, but not a lot of tackles. It was sort of the reverse uh, against the Eels. It was heaps and heaps of tackles that underpinned uh, a, a good score. Um, but yeah, a little yeah. bit too much uthany for me over um, Joe Tarpany. Uh Leith and previous Fitz... three scores were pretty mediocre yeah. as well. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, true. Um Lethan Fitzpatrick writes in uh, stuck with Cleary, Moses and Sean Johnson, head to head finals starting soon. Should I hold all three and hope someone's back next week or trade one of them? Only have Hines as cover. Um I'd be selling Sean Johnson this week, I think. Yeah, Johnson's definitely out for a while, almost certainly the rest of the regular season, you know, the fantasy season. So he's definitely a sell. Um, Moses, we think probably back next week and Cleary back in the next couple of weeks probably. So, yeah, Johnson's the one to sell first. Absolutely. Uh, Charlie Milner asks the top five best captain options this week, unsure in both draft and fantasy. Um, it's, I've actually quite enjoyed the last few weeks with Cleary out, just the uh, the little bit of a lottery between, you know, in the head-to-head leagues, you know, someone takes Fafita and someone takes Haas and someone takes Papali'i and someone takes, you know, DCE. And it's sort of, it's um, it's become a lot more tactical than when just everyone went Cleary every week. It's added some variety. I'd be enjoying it more if I didn't get the decision wrong every week myself. <laughs> I'm the best to uh, recommend this one. But, you know, look at the guys who got 100 last week, apart from Rappiner, and uh, they're all contenders. So DCE, Haas, uh, Cook, um, and then the usual suspects. I mean, matchups help a bit for uh, attacking players, but for forwards who you normally like to go with, um, you know, forwards or halves can score well against anybody. So. I don't know, just go with your gut feel so you don't regret it if you get it wrong. Yeah, I think uh, I got lucky a little bit with Fafita last week. I don't think I'll be um, going him again this week with the pretty likely high likelihood he's going to be uh, starting from the interchange once again, maybe Haas uh, for me. Yeah. Uh, Dylan1850 is back. He asked, the best centre for the run home can afford any of them and already got Jack Bird. It's tough, isn't it? I mean, it seemed like it was a simple bird and peachy decision a while ago. And then Peachy's uh, dropped off a cliff. So, Jesse Raymond, what did he do on the weekend? Centers 43 the with seven busts. So, he's quite busy. Was, I mean, yeah. you know, air quotes only the, the Bulldogs. Um, so, you'd almost hope he would have got a bit more uh, in the way of uh, attacking stats. Um, the he's the he highest scorer consistent. Yeah, amongst the regular centers, he's the, the top yeah. scorer, I think. So, He's the safest, I guess. Joey Manu's been pushed to the wing, I think, this week for the Roosters, so that's not going yeah. to help him necessarily. Rappin might go back to the wing soon, so Avarillo's dropped off a bit as well. So, yeah, I think um, Ramian looks the really safe bet from here on out. I'd almost, after Bird and Ramian, I'd almost go Gagai um, next, now that Origin's yeah. sort of behind him. and um, I'd still go Ramian ahead of Gagai, but he'd be probably my next one after that. Um, Paul Burns is back. He needs a half and a centre this week, looking at Johnson and Billy Smith out for Ramian and Toby Sexton in, or is Sexton uh, a trap? Um, yeah, a trap, I think. Just um, a little bit worried about Fogarty being back sooner than later. Uh, Ramian, I agree, is um, one of the best centre options. Half is going to come down to your budget, I think. 
Yeah, so I guess um, Trindle perhaps if you need someone cheap. He's not as cheap as um, yeah. Sexton, but I mean, tough to play him in your top uh, 17. You kind of, you know, most teams will have some genuine guns in their halves. So um, ideally spend up a bit uh, more than that. But uh, if you need someone cheap, he's probably a safer option than Sexton. For sure. Um, Yikes On is asking for the best cash out this week, looking at Sean Bloor or Tenula Otukolo. What do you think? I mean, Bloor's a starting back rower at, at base price, which looks tempting if you don't look at his scores this season, which have been pretty dire in his uh, limited appearances. So, you know, he might get you 40 points a week, ideally. Mm. That, I mean, his minutes have it? been bad in most of those games, but his points per minute when he's out there is also pretty bad, which isn't that encouraging. Yeah. yeah, don't expect much. I mean, if you get one of these guys, I guess ideally you do just put him in your reserves unless, you know, you've got a lot of injuries this week, which a lot of people do, I suppose. So, you know, maybe play him on the bench once or twice, but um, yeah, ideally they're not top 17 players. So, I mean, Blore fr- frees up a lot of money. I think... Get whichever player frees up the money you need. Like you don't necessarily need to get an extra hundred thousand from getting someone like him, but if that is the difference between getting a um, a Cherry Evans or you know a half you don't really want, then then maybe make that move. I don't know. Yeah. Just don't expect big scores. Exactly. Uh, Shane Rima uh, writes in currently fourth in a really tough head-to-head league. Can't finish worse than fifth, but only as high as third. Um, looking for a point of difference player. Worried about Nico's minutes uh, with Pappenhausen lurking. Um, is it worth being bold and trading him to Rappener, considering he'll be fullback for the year? Uh, Going to have to take issue with the uh, considering he'll be fullback for the year part of that question um, just with Bailey Simonson lurking in the uh, the reserves so a little bit of a question mark over Jordan Ruppiner I think yeah I think the fact Simonson is almost back uh, and has been good yeah suggest Ruppiner will go back to the wing pretty soon so um, you yeah, don't need to buy him and I think in his situation he sounds pretty safe at least in the in the top uh, four-ish mm. You know, certainly finals bound this week, so save some trades for the finals instead. Yep, no, I agree. Johnny Leary is back, was $1,000 short of going Sean Johnson to Payne-Haas last week. Isn't it always the way? Uh, this week, contemplating SJ and Hines to Haas and Dewey or potentially uh, Trell instead of Dewey um, or hang on to Hines another week and get Haas with someone uh, extra cheap, um, freeze up a bit more cash and then potentially get Pappenhausen in as a straight swap next round. Hmm. Um, they all look like good trades. What, what do you think on the Dewey versus Latrell thing? I mean, Latrell Mitchell plays in a much better team, so it's a good chance of getting big scores, but Dewey does everything and is available at, uh, in the halves as well as swing a fullback. Very close. Flip a coin, go with the gut. I don't know. Have you got a preference? Yeah, I mean, Dewey's – Trell plays in a more – a better attacking team, but Dewey's a bigger focal point for his team that's not as good an attacking team. Um, I mean, Trell can kind of afford to take the foot off the gas a bit and, you know, Cody Walker and guys like that are running rings around opponents and he can just kind of, you know, chip in when needed and sometimes they can score four or five tries and he doesn't even need to touch the ball. I mean, we can see, we all know what he can do when he, uh, you know, gets his his back up and he crashed over for that powerful try on the weekend and got probably almost 70 points. But, um yeah, not, he's probably attractively priced now, Latrell. I've been sort of frustrated by his scores. He hadn't really got a – I don't think he got a 50 between his round six suspension and the weekend. But maybe now that Origin's behind him and he's 
rested and sort of primed for the, the run home, maybe his scores are going to go back to what they were in those sort of first six weeks. Yeah, yeah. Mm. All good points. I'd be a bit worried about holding off, uh, hoping that Pappenhausen's going to be the starting fullback. He, uh, mm. Based on what I saw last week, he might need a few more games off the bench before uh, Bellamy's comfortable making him the, the starting uh, number one again. He might drop a fair bit more cash before that happens. Yeah, and there's absolutely no rush for Melbourne to do that. When they've got Hines there, they could do it, you know, with one or two weeks before the final start, if at all. Mm. Uh, Dave Olivetti writes in, if you had to pick between Payne Haas and Corey Hadawir and who would you pick? Uh, Haas for me. Yeah, Haas for me as well. He's been doing it for years. Um, both are in good form, but um, yeah, Payne Haas for me. Probably trust Haas a bit more to keep it up. Um, CHN had a little run of sort of quiet scores where I don't know if he's going to go back to that, whereas Haas, uh, really important for the uh, the Broncos and just that ridiculous motor. He gets through so much work. Um, one late question from Flaunty, who has five trades left, looking at trading Nico Hines and Sean Johnson for Dewey and Radley. Are these good trades? Dewey seems like he'll continue to put up good numbers at six. Radley, I'm hoping, will sustain 50-plus scores, and I need mid-cover with the remaining cash I can get Cleary back. Uh, Dewey's good. Radley, I don't really see it. What has he done recently? Um, He's actually been scoring okay. I'm... Uh, for those of us who've been doing this for a while, Radley's uh, been a trap uh, mm. a few times in the past and, uh, yeah, never really um, – you know, he's obviously made a little bit of money here and there because he's sort of over 500K now, you know, from when he first started out. But, um, yeah, just his last few weeks, his minutes and his tackles seem to have uh, jumped up a bit. Yeah. I mean, will he do it consistently, though? I, I guess the Roosters have had a, a lot of injuries each week, which, you know – Leads changes up the um, interchange plans and, you know, can lead to more tackles for middles like Radley. But, um, yeah. yeah, as I said, yeah, I don't really trust it. I uh, have to do it consistently. So I think I'd avoid personally, you know, as, as someone who has been um, bit by him before, buying him, hoping he's going to make a lot of money or um, become a keeper and it hasn't happened. Yeah, maybe he ends up sort of maintaining huge tackle counts and solid scores the rest of the year. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I've been burned by him before and would tend to avoid. Anyway, that is uh, all the time that we have for this week. Thank you, everyone, to writing in. Thanks again to our sponsors at DoorDash. Good luck with your teams uh, in Round 20. We'll be back this time next week to discuss Round 21 team lists.